Welcome in episode 161. What's right with Nick Wright? It is the night day of the NBA draft. That is coming in a few hours. We had a big trade last night. We have a ton to do. The TV show is back to 90 minutes at a regularly scheduled time. Man, and it's funny how quickly you can adjust. We did five days of a 30-minute show. I got used to that lifestyle. 22 minutes of content. I mean, Tony and Mike at PTI have been just killing the game for 20 years doing a 30-minute show. I once upon a time did a three-hour show, so then 90 minutes felt easy. But yesterday, man, it's like, when's this thing going to end? we got a 90-minute show today. Diora is back. And I must say, before we get to the content, sorry, Scoot, you don't don't get upset. You can't with call me. me Scoot when we're talking about Scoot. I apo- I apologize. Oh, good point. There is a Scoot Henderson. Maybe subconsciously, that's why I I'm so high on him no. in the draft. We'll get to that in a moment. But this is you're gonna make fun of me. You're gonna say this is cringe or something. Probably. Whatever. I don't say. But that, it is very touching to me. That Diora is here today oh, because goodness. this is her first show as a high school graduate, On which also means it's exactly right. It's her first show she did not have to be here for. She chose to be here, and that is just delightful. We also have a new sponsor. I actually have uh, you know kind of picked out this outfit with the sponsor in mind even though it is not a clothing sponsor we do have one clothing sponsor it is of course Trentage Harlem's newest and greatest women's boutique they are only clothing sponsor however we'll get to the new sponsor in a bit we have a lot to do I don't have a ton of time today very very busy day so let's first get to what missed here's what missed the cut Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins want to play together bars in Washington DC are going to be open for 24 hours for the Women's World Cup, which of course you can see on Fox and FS1. And I paid off my debt to DeMonze. Did you give him a heads up about that, Diora? No, I didn't, so he wouldn't give uh-huh. me a cut. Wow. What's this? Oh, so we're putting a our group chat. I don't uh, on the on the screen. I sent a Godfather meme to DeMonze cuz DeMonze was saying that I didn't pay my debts. But there's that. Now let's get right to the show. Diora, take us into the draft. Okay. So the NBA draft is tonight. Wimby is going number one, so it's time to go on record. Is this guy going to be an all-time great or a 2K create a player gone wrong? All right, I know this isn't the take people want, but I'm going to go with neither. I. This is my... I understand because he's 7'5", he has a good-looking jump shot, even though he only, I mean, he shot 29% from threes in his league in Europe. You assume that will improve. He's going to be an instantly impactful defensive player just because of his length. I understand why he is such a sought-after prospect. I get it. I do not think, though, he will be more instantly impactful than, say, Luca was, who was a, another guy who crushed in Europe. Luca actually had more success in Europe. And Luca, to me, I know he went third in the draft, and actually the team that was drafting fifth, Dallas, ended up getting him, which they traded because Atlanta made an all time bad trade. But. It was hard, it's hard for me to comprehend the idea 
that this guy is just flatly, clearly a better prospect than Luca was. Now, he obviously is in the eyes of GMs because, again, he's the consensus number one by a mile. Luca went third behind DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley. But we knew Luca's body worked in the NBA. And if you watched anything, you knew his ceiling was one of the five best offensive players ever. You knew those things. And thus far, he's not tracking towards being one of the five best offensive players ever, but he's the all-time record holder in playoff points per game. He has four first-team All-NBAs in five years in the league. He's been pretty special. Wimby is all projection because we've never seen a player quite like him. Now, when they say 2K create a player gone wrong, I have to assume what they're talking about there is injuries. Because literally every player in league history taller than 7'2 has dealt with some form of injuries altering their careers. Yow's, they ended his career. Uh, Rick Smith's dealt with it. He wasn't all-time great, but dealt with injuries. Arvidas Sabonis, his feet went out on him. Ralph Sampson, the suit, Porzingis, who we'll get to later in the show, the freakishly tall guys. It's some variance as far as guys rolling into him and some parts of the body just not being built to be running up and down a court, jumping, cutting at that size. So that part does concern me. But here is the bigger thing that concerns me. What concerns me for this young man who is 15 months older than Diora is that, and he seems to be a great kid, and he seems to really be level-headed, but that we have set the expectations at such an outrageous place that he could be a Hall of Famer who wins a league MVP and be considered a disappointment. We've only done that to one other NBA player in my lifetime, LeBron James. And LeBron met and then exceeded somehow the expectations. But they were unfair. But at least with LeBron, you were like, well, we know this body type works. We know, like, as much as you can, as far as injury concerns go, if Wimby's on the furthest negative end of the spectrum, LeBron was the antithesis of that. But I saw that making the rounds again today was a quote from Broussard, and J.J. Redick did some oh, I'm going to make fun of myself, but I'm really making fun of other members of the media with bad takes from the year. And he included Broussard saying, if Wimby is Akeem Olajuwon, it's a disappointment. Which was a quote, but it was totally stripped of its context when people have been, when that's been making the rounds, people have been crushing Brew for it. That was within the context of the day after 
the draft lottery, Adrian Wojnarowski went on television and said, multiple league executives believe that by year three, he will be the best offensive player in the league and the best defensive player in the league. He was called the greatest prospect in the history, not of the NBA, but of American sports. And when you keep in mind, Serena Williams was a prospect in American sports. Tiger Woods, who was three years old on national television, draining putts, and then won three straight amateur titles, was a prospect in American sports. LeBron James was a prospect in American sports. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who won three state titles and then three national championships in college, winning player of the year every single year, was a prospect in American sports. What Brew was saying is, if he is considered better than all of them, then if he just ends up as around the 10th greatest player ever, it's a disappointment. And Brew is correct on that, which is why I'm worried for this kid. Because, and I hate to bring it back to LeBron, but no, everyone, no, but <laughs> on, so when we're talking don't. about the, I, I do, I mean, I do, I hate because it elicits that reaction, but this is a legitimate discussion point, which is everyone is not wired the way LeBron is to be able to handle that. And even LeBron, I would argue, that pressure and expectation directly led to the only true failure of his career. I the, the 2011 finals against the Mavs, he didn't miss shots, he wouldn't take shots. And it was this seven-year, eight-year build towards his manifest destiny of being a champion, and he collapsed under it. He then rebounded, but even LeBron, who we say handled this better than anyone ever, it got to him. What's it going to be like for this kid in San Antonio? I don't know. So if we're taking, if we did this on the show yesterday, number one pick since Shaq, the, if you were to rank their careers... Number one would be LeBron. Number two would be Duncan. Number three would be Shaq. Four and five are Anthony Davis and Dwight. I think fair expectations are that he falls somewhere between Shaq's career and Anthony Davis' Anthony Davis's career in that range. So that would be one of the 50 greatest players ever, maybe one of the 25 greatest players ever. Somewhere in there. But, and again, I'm not rooting against him at all. It's the opposite. It is, if this guy, through 10 years of his career, has 
four first-team All-NBAs, two second teams, a couple blocks titles, one league MVP, and one championship? That would give him one of the best 25 starts to a career ever for a decade? And people would be disappointed by that. That, I don't think, is fair. All right, next. Okay, everyone's saying that Charlotte is is drafting Brandon Miller, leaving Scoot to fall to number three, which for now is Portland's pick. You said yesterday that Portland can't have two 6'2 guards, but you also said passing on Scoot would be a nail in Jordan's coffin as GM. So what would be worse? What would be worse? Charlotte passing on Scoot or Portland keeping Dame? Charlotte passing on Scoot is indefensible. And for some reason, though Jordan's selling the team, they're letting him make the pick. Uh, I understand he's 6'2". But the reason they would be passing on him from all reports are less about how much they love Brandon Miller and more about the Scoot-Lamello fit. Guys, then trade Lamello. Trade Lamello reboot the whole thing with new ownership, have Scoot be the forward-facing guy. Instead, they're going to take a good player, but I believe an inferior player, who this is, Dior is totally unaware of this story because this happened way previous to the podcast, so I think it'll be jaw-dropping to you that this is, you know, some guys come into the league with a little bit of baggage. Brandon Miller was, I want to get this exactly right, one of Brandon Miller's teammates was arrested for murdering someone, and Brandon Miller dropped the gun off to the teammate who did it. Allegedly, allegedly, this is what is uh, uh, reported. Now, it was the kid's gun, not Brandon Miller's. He didn't know what he was going to do with it, all of this, but... He didn't know what he was going to do with the gun. No, I, I, it, again, it would appear not. And the yes, and but it was a young woman who was killed. It was like not even like it. It was a it was a dispute at a bar in Tuscaloosa, and so they have that. Charlotte has that baggage, which it feels like people have been afraid to talk about. I was a little afraid to talk about it there, but we know the, the other kids in jail. Well, yeah. Um, the Charlotte also is potentially bringing back Miles Bridges who missed all of last season because, again, allegedly, he beat the hell out of, I don't know if it's girlfriend, fiance, but terrible. And so that to me, and then you're doing all of this because LaMelo, who we don't yet know if he's a winning player, needs to be the guy. I don't get it. I would draft Scoot. They're not going to. Now if you're Portland, I... Would I trade Scoot for Zion and say, Dame, you want to stay? Let's try to see if Zion and you can do something. That trade I would do. But if you're not going to do that, then you have Scoot. You have Shaden Sharp. Whether Dame wants to leave or not, you probably need to just move on. Because, and this is the thing with Dame. And this is the analogy I tried to use on television but I kind of butchered it. I believe Dame wants to win a title. 
I I believe Dame wants to be a Blazer forever and never and you know one team his whole career be a legend there. I believe he wants both of those things. It is unfortunate and it is not his fault because Portland has been a terrible they have made terrible front office moves over the last half decade. Never got him a second star, never built a defense understanding his limitations a 6-2 guy, all of it. Got it. But you are now in this reality. And you are now in the situation where the two things you want cannot happen. It, it the analogy I tried to use on TV was if you are someone who says I want to, my career is massively important to me. I want to be as great as possible, make as much money as possible. And I want to be a present parent, pick my kids up from school at all the events. And someone offers you a job that would be your dream job, the job, and it's cross country. And the family wouldn't move. Now the two things you want are in conflict and you have to make a choice. You have to decide, okay, I want in a perfect world I want both. I can only have one. What's more important? If Dame chooses to stay in Portland, he is saying staying a Blazer is more important than winning because they are winning a championship. Because at this point, they are diametrically opposed. Uh, so, the, for Dame, he's got to make a choice. But the other part of this is Portland can make the choice. Which is, if we're serious about winning at some point, we can supercharge this rebuild with Scoot, Shaden Sharp, and the number th- and what we get for Damian Lillard. Um, all right, sorry, do you already you're taking a sip of water? I throw to you. What's next? There was a big trade last night. The Celtics got Porzingis, and the Grizzlies get Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. What team made it out? Made out the best in this trade? All right, I don't really. Washington, it's fine. They're just tearing it all down. Let's take them out of it. I don't love this trade for Memphis. They traded two first-round picks and Tyus Jones for Marcus Smart. I like Tyus Jones a lot. Marcus Smart had a down year last year. Now, I understand they want a veteran presence. They want an adult. They want to keep their identity of a tough, defensive-minded team. He checks a lot of those boxes. And they're going to be without Ja for 25 games. So they need a, a point guard. But I think Tyus Jones could have done that. And if I were going to trade Tyus Jones in two first-round picks, I would have wanted a better return than Marcus Smart. I don't think it's a terrible trade, but I don't love it for them. Boston, it is an interesting spot they're in. If they don't extend Porzingis and this is a one-year trial, Then we're, and then let's say he walks or it doesn't work, then it's like, okay, we traded Marcus Smart and got back two first-round picks in a year of Porzingis. We can deal with that. That's fine. Um, Because they want to play Derek White more. Now, it's weird. This is the other thing that happened before I get into the Celtics side of it. This was a three-team trade, Diora, with Boston, Washington, and Memphis. 
It initially was a three-team trade with Boston, Washington, and the Clippers, and different people were involved, and Malcolm Brogdon was going to be traded. He plays for Boston. Mm -hmm. That trade didn't go through, so they changed it, but now Malcolm Brogdon is on the Celtics, who for eight hours yesterday, everyone in the world, including Malcolm Brogdon, thought had been traded. So, do they now have to trade Malcolm Brogdon? You know, because yeah. it's kind of an odd working environment. Maybe, but they, they right now, all of a sudden, the Celtics' true like guard depth, if you consider Tatum and Brown wings, is a little light. You have Derek White, you have Sam Hauser, you have Peyton Pritchard, and you have Brogdon, who I think people believe they're going to trade. Here's, here's what I do like about the Porzingis trade. I like the fact that who does Boston have to go through to win a title? Out East, you're going to have to go through Miami, obviously, but then Milwaukee and Philly. Out West, the two best teams are Denver and the Lakers. So what do Philly, Milwaukee, the Nuggets, and the Lakers all have in common? Really big people. Giannis plus Brooke Lopez if he's back. Joel Embiid, Jokic obviously, Anthony Davis. Boston theoretically now. Derek White, Tatum and Brown, Porzingis. And then even if they wanted to go Horford who's a big but can shoot or if they if Brogdon's still there, let's say it's Brogdon. You can play 5 out all five guys away from the basket. And that means either Embiid or Jokic or AD or the Bucks would essentially, I think that would probably play Brooke Lopez off the court. Giannis, in that case, they would have to guard out in space on the perimeter. And Embiid really can't do that. Obviously, Giannis can. Anthony Davis can. Jokic would rather not. It is an interesting wrinkle. So I get it. My issue is, and this is not a unique take, is do you trust Chris Stapps Porzingis to stay healthy? And the answer to that is almost, to me, assuredly no. Is that Porzingis, I, I will give you until age 24-ish to get, like, Embiid got over the injury stuff. Zion, I hope, can get over the injury stuff. But once you've been in the league for a half decade plus, if you're injury prone, you're injury prone. And Malcolm Brogdon, who's on the Celtics, is injury prone. Kristaps Porzingis' injuries have kind of defined his NBA career. This is why I don't believe in the Clippers. This is why I think the Suns could be in trouble. At some point, you are who you are injury-wise. It's what's defined a large portion of Anthony Davis' career. That concerns me, but I get it. I get the swing. Also, it is the Celtics leaning into the identity Missoula wants. I don't know if it's smart to let him have full control of the car, but is leaning into the identity. Defense is secondary. We are an offensive team. And most notably, we're an offensive team that's going to bomb threes. And now we have a 7-foot-2-inch Latvian guy that is going to bomb threes. So, it's a big swing. If they'd have included a contract extension with it, I would have hated it. 
They didn't, so I don't hate it. But do I think Chris Porzingis is going to be healthy for the playoffs? I'm not so sure about that. All right, last. So rumors have surfaced that LeBron is frustrated with Anthony Davis. Interesting timing with Draymond, a free agent. And you're the LeBron translator, so is there a world where he could push the Lakers to move on from AD? LeBron James does not want the Lakers to move on from Anthony Davis. Yeah, you would know, of course. Well, call it an informed opinion. An inference. It's not quite an inference. A little yeah, stronger no, than an inference. It's a little stronger. I just defined an inference. No. You know, I'm a graduate now. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, I appreciate that inferring something would be taking an educated guess yeah this is and what i'm telling you is this is more than that i am trying to he spoke to him yesterday i'm and he no knows. he knows he no knows. i didn't know lebron's on a yacht with maverick and draymond in europe right now i i am not i'm not reporting this but i'm not blindly guessing on this okay. okay it is an informed opinion so with respect to bill Ryder, who i used to work with in kansas city who got this ball rolling lebron is not interested in the lakers trading anthony davis now bill simmons keeps talking about draymond going to dallas and lebron joining them a year from now i think that's on the board but this idea that Le that Anthony Davis coming off his best, one of the best stretches of his career, that all of a sudden LeBron's mad at him, it's to me, it's nonsense. Like, the Lakers, see what happens with Chris Paul. The Lakers are going to bring back Austin Reeves. They're probably, they're 100% bringing back Austin Reeves. They're probably bringing back Rui. You have AD, you have LeBron who I understand everyone's waiting for the cliff to hit. And yes, now at this point in his career, he's an injury risk, but he also just scored 30 points in the first half of a playoff game. And you know what? Hold on, Scoot. I want to... Diora, sorry. Just for the last couple minutes here, can you give your seat up to producer Dan for a moment? I apologize. Do you mind? I want to... Sure. The, I, so producer Dan, if you guys don't remember, he's the Nuggets fan who uh, I, I chastised and scolded uh, on the show and in the group chat because he was trolling me. He has now come from Los Angeles to New York. Producer Dan, how are you? I'm good. How's it going, Nick? I'm good. I appreciate you coming, wearing your Jokic. What is that, a sweatshirt jersey? Sweatshirt jersey, yeah. Sweatshirt jersey. Hold on. Turn the mic a little more towards your face. There you go. These are not the greatest mic stands. <laughs> Let me ask you this. As a Nuggets fan. Uh-huh. And there is no wrong answer here. I'm not trying to set you up here. What was your toughest series? Ooh, uh, I mean, the answer is there wasn't one. But no, sure, uh, no, no, I would no, say the Suns. The Suns. You thought so. Up, so yeah. here's so th th I understand the Suns series went six. Was there ever a point that you thought the Suns could beat you guys? No, because I thought at a certain point they were going to run out of gas, which is what you were saying on first things first the whole time. Yeah, and, and so the reason I bring this up is. It's a weird thing to say, and Windor said this on TV and everyone killed him, because the Nuggets swept the Lakers. The Nuggets were clearly better than the Lakers. I felt that of the four teams the Nuggets played, the Lakers gave them the best series. Like, And I, I understand, again, I, I get that that kind of sounds outrageous because the Suns beat them twice and the Lakers beat them zero times. But to me, 
the Lakers Nuggets series came, game one, the Nuggets controlled the entirety of them. The Lakers had a late push at the end to make it close, almost stole it. But the other three games were in the balance, to, to my opinion, for 45 minutes. And then the Nuggets closed better in all three games. But I felt like I felt like the gap between the Nuggets and Suns was bigger like looking back than the gap between the Nuggets and the Lakers because it felt it felt to me like the the Suns path was well yeah if Durant and Booker score 90 then they can give you know what I mean they can give you guys a game I didn't so I say all that in this regard this is the question I have for you and again there's not a wrong answer here who right now this moment going into next season do you view as the second best team in the Western Conference? In the West? Yeah. Like the biggest threat. I know you probably don't feel there is a threat, but the the I'm not like Jaw over here. I'm not gonna say we're fine in the West. Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, so let me how about let let me uh, I'm gonna phrase it a different way. I'm gonna give you a nuclear scenario for you. <laughs> Jokic today holds a press conference in Sambor and said, you know what? I missed my horses too much. I've done everything I came to do. This is a nightmare that I have more frequently than you would think. Well, and it's, by the way, it's obviously not going to happen now, but he is the type of guy you could see walking away early. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he keeps telling us how much he just tolerates playing basketball. You know what I mean? I think after this contract, it's very on the board. It's on the board that he's done. done, I mean, he's got like a quarter of a billion left on the deal. And so you still have five years or four years, whatever. Yeah. But so. But let's just say he did it today. If he did it today and said, I'm out, who would be your pick to win the West? I think it's hard because so much is about to happen, even tonight starting yep. with the draft. But I I don't want to say this because I know it's feeding into you, but the Lakers, I think, are going to make a move with, they're going to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. I think yep. there's there's some steam behind the, the Indiana trade that they can finally get Buddy Heald. Or Turner. And Turner both. I just, so, this is, so this is the point that I was trying to get at, and it's the... I do not think the Lakers have closed the gap on Denver. They've done nothing. I think Denver has earned the right to be the significant favorite. But if the question is, out West, who is the second best team? The answer ha- to me has to be the Lakers or the Suns. And I just don't, I don't think like the what Suns. the Suns, yeah. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't believe in what they've done, and I don't believe in their ability to get the finish line. And I would then remind the audience, when the Lakers won the title and then added a few pieces that offseason, they were considered the overwhelming favorite out West. And I don't know if they were the overwhelming favorite in the league because of Milwaukee, but they were the overwhelming favorite out West. And they looked like it for 40 games. And then LeBron got hurt, then AD got hurt, and the whole thing went to hell. But in the moment, it always feels like the champion's going to repeat. And I'm not saying you guys won't, but the, in Milwaukee, the, if they bring people back, correct. In, in the here. moment, if we just look back on the last few champions, when the Lakers won, it was like, oh, LeBron and AD, they're bigger than everyone. They're, you know what I mean? They're just going to win. When Milwaukee won, I was like, I thought, well, they'll win three of the next four. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. felt like Giannis fully realized everything. Golden State was a little different. Because they were at the end of the run instead of the first one. And Denver right now, it feels like, well, they're going to win a bunch of these. And 
It's just hard. And so now I do think Denver wins another title, and maybe they go back to back. I'm not sure, but but I would I would imagine Jokic has at least one more ring in him. But I I think the Lakers. The the reason I'm doing all this is trading Anthony Davis would be insane. It would be totally insane. For sure. Um, so are you and I friends again? I think so. There we go. They're producer Dan, first Nuggets fan ever on the show. <laughs> we have a brand new sponsor. We discuss that next, plus play a game. What's right? Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off. Fuel up. Eat better and achieve greatness. Get started today. Hey guys, welcome back in episode 161. And let me tell you something. I started drinking AG1 as a great way to start off my day. Constantly being on the go means I don't always get the nutrients I need, but AG1 gives my body the nutrients it craves. AG1 is a daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it every day. And you just mix it with some water, tastes great, it, and you feel better after doing it. All great athletes, of which I am not one, have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And while they all start their days in different ways, I start mine by drinking AG1 to ensure a great way to start my day. Speaking of great starts, folks want to know this. Victor Wimbanyama is going number one. Scoot's going to go two or three. It would look like he's going three. Both are... Amazing prospects with potentially great careers ahead. Which one of them will get off to a better start this year? I think it'll be Scoot. I think Scoot will play more often. I think Scoot is has an NBA body already despite being only 6'2". And Scoot is crazy competitive. I will also add one other piece to it. I think that the that other guys around the league are going to try to go after Wimby and dunk on him and do things. Now, some of them are going to get you know, blocked and, and posterized in the other direction, but I think he'll be targeted more than Scoot will. So in the very early you know, returns, I think Scoot will get off to the better start. I may not have all the answers, but 
If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply, one year of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash what's right. And remember, that's like the show, like my last name. It's right with a W. That's drinkag1.com slash what's right. Check it out. All right. Thanks to our friends at AG1. For sponsoring that little Scoot Wimby discussion. Diora, time for a game. So we're going to play a game of right or wrong. The Clippers are apparently considering trading Paul George, but why trade him and keep Kawhi? Right or wrong, the Clippers are trading the wrong guy. I don't think there's much of a market for Kawhi. Like, who's going to write the story on Kawhi Leonard being just a legendarily bad teammate? Who, Who's going to... And he's obviously an excellent player when he's healthy. And everyone doesn't need to be as loquacious as... What? Nothing. You're laughing at me? No, I would never do that. As talkative, if you'd prefer me to say that. I think loquacious is perfect time for it. Um, As Magic Johnson in his prime. But Kawhi's total lack of communication... the and, And I mentioned this on TV yesterday... And I just think it warrants mentioning. A couple years ago, when Kawhi tore his ACL in the playoffs, Skip Bayless, my colleague, knew that Kawhi had a torn ACL before the Clippers did. That can't happen. So at his age, with his injury history, I don't think he has a big trade market. I think Paul George does. Paul George now has a bad injury history as well. But culturally, Paul George is just a better fit for an organization, and the Clippers need to admit this was a failed attempt at a super team and probably start over. Next. Speaking of Paul George, yesterday future Hornets legend Brandon Miller said that the GOAT isn't MJ or LeBron, but Paul George. Right or wrong? Get this guy a podcast immediately. Too many podcasts. I understand the irony of me saying that. Dior, people your age... What do they mean when they say the word GOAT? Like, the MVP, like the number one, like... But can multiple people be GOATs? You can be GOATed. So what does that mean for people your age? I don't know, like, it's just like, like, oh, that's GOATed, like... Like, Jordans are GOATed, you know? The shoes, the shoes, right. So... Wilds made this point that the definition of the word goat uh, changes by the age of the person saying it. And Wilds tweeted, really old person, when they say goat, they mean the actual farm animal. Slightly younger means the guy who blew it, like he was a goat in a bad way. My age, it means the greatest of all time. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to mean. Right. But younger than me, it's like there can be multiple. It just means awesome. I wouldn't say that there can be multiple goats, but there can be multiple things that are goaded. Goaded, yeah. Young people are dumb. That's my takeaway. Like these Jordans are, you know, the. So, like. I mean, the only people that usually use the term goaded are like 13 year old boys. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Young people are dumb. Yeah, that's, you know, 13-year-old boys, no matter the generation, always been dumb. Uh, So I think Brandon Miller, 
who's 19 years old, was just like, he was my favorite player growing up. I think that's what he meant. All right, next. Okay, so next one is Wimby and his, and his insane hands threw, a pit, threw the first pitch at Yankee Do Stadium. Do you look at that picture? That's a baseball. That's a regulation size baseball. I don't like that picture. It, <laughs> it like, kind of freaks you out. It's kind of making me uncomfortable. If, if people have never seen... Hold on. I'm going to pull this up for Dior because I bet she's never seen it. Uh, do you know who Andre the Giant was? I've heard the name before. Okay. He was, he was a legendary wrestler, but he was an actual giant. Um, Ooh, that picture and, is so uncomfortable. <laughs> hold on. You have to look at this, Dior. This is Andre the Giant holding... A full size beer, so like like the size of a can of Coke or a beer can. Look at that. <laughs> that the and so Wimby's got hands like that. They're just obviously not as Andre the Giant stubby. Y- yeah, uh, Andre the Giant <laughs> could take off his ring finger or ring finger. Sorry, his ring from his ring finger, and you could fit a golf ball through it. So his fingers were the circumference of golf balls. Um, and so, Wimby, so go ahead and ask the question, sorry, because Wimby just envelops the baseball in that picture. It went way left. Oh, like, yeah, it was a terrible first pitch. So, right or wrong, the pitch affected your opinion of Wimby? I'm going to go wrong. I I think he's a, obviously a great athlete. Throwing a baseball is hard if you don't do it often. And throwing from the mound That's is hard? No, 0%. Easy. Zero percent. Sixty feet six inches. First of all, I don't know that you could even get it there. Second of all, it would you would not be able to aim Definitely it. Definitely get it there. I had to throw out first pitch at a Royals game once. I practiced for three hours that morning because I I can't re- practice a little bit before. Like the well, yeah. I mean, it's just again, Andy's so big. So no, I don't hold that against him. All right, next. Okay. KD replied to a random tweet saying James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook and Kyrie. That's Irving. a hard one to say, Russell Westbrook, because of the R's yeah, and the W's. Like, yeah. But go ahead. And Kyrie Irving don't get the credit that they deserve for inspiring a younger generation of fans. Weird, they're all free agents. Right or wrong, Katie wants a fourth superstar. Well, I, listen, I think I'm sure he does. They're, he's not going to get one. Um, but I don't think that's why he said it. I think he said it because Katie, Katie has a real appreciation for other guys across the league. And all those guys did, they do have real legacies. Harden, we think about it, the playoffs and all this. The step back and the Euro step, he was better at those than anyone in NBA history. Kyrie he was better at the Euro step than Manu. He just was. Kyrie has the best below the rim layup package. One of the best, one of the top three in NBA history and one of the top three handles in NBA history. And Russell Westbrook kind of made the triple-double cool again. So all those guys do have unique legacies. Katie's right about that. All right, next. After Jamar Chase replied, Pat who, when asked about Mahomes, Travis Kelsey told him to cool it. Right or wrong, Chiefs Bengals is the is the best current NV. Oh, my gosh. NFL rivalry. Are you okay? No. Are you doing all right this morning? <laughs> I feel like you need some AG1. Maybe get your brain popping a little oh, bit better. Um, you know, they're right, but it won't be for long. The 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 Bengals have bit off more than they can chew. This Pat Who thing is going to fuel the Chiefs all year. No, two words have never had more of a 
detrimental impact on a team's ability to win a championship than Jamar Chase foolishly saying, Pat who? All right, next. Aaron Rodgers is speaking at the largest psychedelic conference in history in Denver this weekend. Right or wrong, we're going. We're not going. And listen, I'm not anti-psychedelics. I I have read the... I don't want to act like I've read the research papers, but I've read the articles written by people who have read the research papers and the testimonials that microdosing or very regulated use of psychedelics can have true therapeutic effects in dealing with trauma and PTSD. And I I believe that. I, I don't totally understand it, and it scares me. Um, I believe it. I, my, I have no issue, in theory, with Rodgers doing it, I, all of this stuff. I have an issue with the general media hypocrisy because I think we all know that if we're, if, I'm just going to be totally honest, this is going to get people mad, we'll get a couple emails and we move on. This is something only a white quarterback could do. You couldn't have a Lamar Jackson couldn't be out there talking about yeah this off season I went and tripped my ass off and I, I look at the world differently now and then advocate for it like this is a very clear double standard on who we do allow and don't allow to talk about drugs and experimental drug use so I, it bothers me in that regard that a lot of the same people who not that long ago would freak out if guys popped a positive for a marijuana test now think Aaron Rodgers traveling doing going on international trips with the sole purpose of getting high uh they think it's you know adorable but I am not a teetotaler I'm not anti-drugs uh especially drugs in this form that are that do have some true naturally therapeutic and healing benefits Quick break, right back, we'll trade. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back, episode 161, and now we're going to read the fan questions. Skeeter Andrews asked, with Marcus Smart and JJJ... Triple J. J yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. 
Okay, mm-hmm. Triple J. Are the Grizzlies the best defensive team in the league? Uh, they certainly could be. Uh, I mean, they have plus defenders all over the place. Now they are losing Dylan Brooks, who for all his limitations was a good defender. Um, they could be. I don't... I A locked-in, motivated, angry Milwaukee team is probably going to be my pick there for best defensive team, but we got to see Middleton just opted out. I'm sure they're going to bring him back. Um, but uh, they're on the short list. Yeah, all right, next. This is a tough name. Devyash Goel asked, mm-hmm. Nick, are you, do you think that the Celtics will have a leadership issue now that Smart has left? It's on the board. I Listen, This is, Jason Tatum's got to step up. There's a lot of things that Jason Tatum, he's a great player, but that he has to improve on if they're going to get over the hump. And I don't think Marcus Smart, I I respect his leadership, but I think they needed a new voice there, and I think it's got to be Tatum's. Next. Okay, William Turnbull asked, question for Nick. Besides Mahomes going down, well, let's do big. Let's do Big Cam first. Big Cam eighty-seven. Okay, Big Cam eighty-seven asks, Nick, where would the best landing spot be for Paul George if he is traded? Listen, Paul George fits a lot of places. Paul George is a very good player. He's low maintenance. He can't. If he's your number one, you're screwed. If he's your number two, you need you need either a really good roster around him or an excellent number one. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a plug-and-play spot for Paul George that makes a ton of sense. I'd be, listen, LeBron wanted to play with him years ago. Obviously, that would fit, but the Lakers can't get him. I think he would be really good for Miami if they end up missing out on Dame. And Paul George and Jimmy is the, you know, kind of what they were hoping Kawhi and Paul George could have been. That one's interesting. I'd, I think he'd be really good with Philly. I Boston obviously can't get him, and they don't need him. At the, I mean, you could trade Jalen Brown, but they're not going to do that. Uh, trying to think of other places that make a lot of sense. I don't know. I'll tell you one. That no, and I don't know. I don't think they could make this work, but that would instantly turn them into one of the more interesting teams. Daniel's shaking his head. Oh, you say the Mavs? No, it'd be great with. He'd be great for the Mavs. Great for the Mavs. It'd be just the guy you'd want alongside Luca. Uh, but they don't. That that's that's not the one. Sacramento would be fun because you have you have your. The homeless man's Jokic in homeless Sabonis. Man's yeah, and that like that is like that. The people got mad at me because a few weeks ago somebody said like Jokic transformed the game or something, and I just made the point. I was like, "There's someone in the league that plays just like him. That's just worse than him at everything in Sabonis." But it's the stylistically, they're the same guy trying to do the same things, uh, but people. First of all, didn't watch Sabonis ever in his career until this playoff series where he was terrible. He's way better than that. but And he's, you know, 40% of the player Jokic is, but he's the same mindset. But you have that kind of do-it-all center. You have your point guard and Fox. A great wing to, like, replace Harrison Barnes' minutes or something would be great there. The Mavs would be awesome as well. All right, are you making fun of my hands right now? Just a little bit. All right, next. 
William Turnbull asked, question for Nick, besides Mahomes going down, what could, uh, how dare you? Go ahead. What could be the reason the Chiefs don't repeat a uh, It's hard, man. Single elimination tournament. I mean, there's a reason that nobody's repeated since the Patriots in 03-04. But the biggest reason would be, it, other than Mahomes going down, is, and I hate to even say this, but if age finally gets Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey is... How old is Kelsey? 33, which for... 34 maybe at this point, which for a tight end is ancient. And so, I don't see... A, if, if Mahomes is healthy, I think the defense will be better. Like, it would be that the receivers don't pop and Kelsey regresses. That would be the reason. All right, last. Bubba1171 asked... Dior, had your dad let you drive the new car yet, or anyone in the family? You see, since I'm supposedly part owner of the car, but I haven't been. How able... are you supposedly part owner of the car? Okay. Who told You're you that? You're blowing my cover. We said that we tell people it was my car. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. All right, t- we'll fix that in post. Um, no, Dior's yet to drive the car. Yeah. Can you tell the audience about when I got the car? What you did with the your friend's group chat? Oh, I took a picture of it and I put to the song. I I put a song over it and sent it to my friends. I I posted it on my private story first, and then I sent it to my friends, and all my friends were like, "Your dream car." And it was, but it was the context was that it was her graduation present. Yeah. Which oddly, it was your graduation present to me, because from from me to me because. I, the money that I was spending on your high school tuition, I then just transferred that to my new car. I don't have to, you know, one less high school tuition to pay for, get the new car. The worst part is, is I was supposed to get the old car, but it broke down too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now you've, you know, we've been, I've been doing my research. I want an There's old a, car. Yeah, what did you? But he won't let me get an old car. No. Because well, they don't have, like... Airbags, Airbags, yeah, and safety features. Well, yes, but, like, the old cars are the best cars. Well, sure, in some ways, but they're, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Like the old, like, Broncos, those are so That's crazy. what your mom wanted. They're so Your crazy. mom wanted a 1979 Land Cruiser. And, uh, Broncos are so cute. The, no, and the, yeah, your mom wanted one of those as well. Yeah, you know, this was my turn. My term for a car. Your college graduation present could be a nice little. I thought we agreed, na- agreed a car what? a little earlier than that. Don't don't switch up on me on live right now. After your what did I say? After your second year of college, that no, we talk about it. You're switching it up what on me mean? right now. What did I say? We said after my freshman year. I could well, get a car. There was not like a, could you could be, maybe get well, a yeah, car. Well, yeah, could. I mean, you could go to the moon one day. There's a lot of things you could no, do. No, I couldn't. Like, well, there's a lot like, of things you could do. We'll see. Um, By the way, Ian Bagley reporting the Knicks and the Clippers have had contact about Paul George. That's interesting. I don't think that the pro. This is what I mean. The Knicks fans, I'm sorry. Love you. No, you don't. But this is what I mean when I say if he, he can't be your number one. And if he's your number two, your number one's got to be awesome. Jalen Brunson's really good, but if Jalen Brunson and Paul George are two best players, there's a ceiling. Those other teams we mentioned have a higher upside. All right, really good show. High five. High five.
check out the uh, Northern California bus routes, you know, before our next show. Talk to you guys on Tuesday. See you guys on TV today, 3 o'clock. What's right?